Politics Overlook Pop Culture. And welcome to another episode of the next report. Um, I was really, really lazy the last few weeks and did not update the podcast feed. So um, <laughs> the last episode's now available on it. Um, I do apologize for that. And fortunately, all the relevant links I was able to include kind of tell everybody about, you know, the tour system 76 um, and beta news had the nice write up listing all the winners and what they did. You of course did the funny meme and, and hopefully, hopefully you keep winning more contests and getting free stuff for it. I mean, I've, I've always tried entering giveaways and contests and stuff and I've never won anything for up until this most recent contest and I was like, huh, that'd be really fun. So when I did it and since I had I think it because I had kinda of reached out to them beforehand trying to see if I could get like a review sample for a podcast so we could review like one of their laptops or something. And they didn't have anything at the time, but they were like, Well can you hold on to your contact information? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? And then so they, they got a hold of me after I entered the contest on Facebook and were like, guess what? You won. <laughs> so. Well, and, and just to update everybody, and yes, I, I, I have a new Chromebook. It's Hisense C11. Yay. Um, only difference is processor and micro SD card slot instead of a regular SD card slot. And I, I did it just to have another Chromebook and be, because um, I was going to go for the Acer, but where I was shopping at, we were out of them. I was sad, but Hisense makes TVs too, so and it has updated Wi-Fi hardware in it. So I And I was able to redeem another 100 gigabytes of Google Drive space. So if in our shared folder online, we want to add more documents, more t- big time, high resolution photos, whatever. We're good for another two years. <laughs> Although after that, I think it'll be cheaper just to do a month to month plan. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's, I think they're a hundred gig. Uh, goes for like somewhere between three to five dollars a month, or two maybe. I cannot remember. One ninety nine, I thought, which is really weird, because like, I think the one terabyte is the five dollar a month. Yeah, because because let's see, it, it's mine's going to be loading in a moment, but um, we figured we'd do a fun episode but let's and yeah yeah it's it's 199 a month for one for 100 gigabytes but 10 bucks for an entire terabyte so ah, 10 bucks I'll end up having to do that too because uh, since I got my uh, Zen phone it came with a 100 gigabyte offer that I wasn't aware of until I first bought the phone. 
So right now I have like 117 gigs of storage, but I'm only using five. <laughs> but I mean, it's there. So now if I, uh, in the future, I might get a cheap Chromebook just because I've wanted one for a while just to tinker with. Um, if you do get a Chromebook, you can't stack the free offers on top of each other. I had to wait until the one on my Samsung, the offer for that expired, which it expired. Yeah, I'll have to wait until July of 2017, so practically a year and a half. But if, if you do decide to get a Chromebook before then, get a, get a new, well, get a new-ish, one that hasn't been used to redeem the offer, Chromebook Pixel, because their terabyte offering is considered a separate offer. Hmm. I, I, I've actually been reading their facts on that. Um, <laughs> Chromebook is that Chromebook Pixel is very interesting, but that's um, it's not necessarily affordable. <laughs> they did no. drop the price on it on the new model compared to the previous model. And and the new model is is not a Chrome OS. The newest one's not a Chrome OS. It's an Android device, actually. So that uh, and are you talking about the Pixel C or the Chromebook Pixel? The new the oh. I'm pretty sure that the new Chromebook Pixel still runs Chrome OS, but they're supposed to, they are supposed to go over. Uh, uh, Android basically merged the merged the two of them together. Yeah. I'm sure what it's going to look like. But. Okay, their Pixel C is Android base. Their Chromebook. Okay, they have a. Okay, Ugh, it's been a blur the last few weeks. But um, <laughs> anyway, we figured we'd do kind of a fun episode because you remember how and he. Shaggy sent this my way, and I'm like, "Oh, I've read this article before. It was entertaining, and and it reminded me of the fact that we hear so much anymore. If it was on the internet, there's a good chance it may not be true." And I'm like, "Well, that's not the point of origin for all rumors. It's people themselves who spread them." <laughs> <laughs> and Donald Trump. <laughs> and, and 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 on the record, I don't. Though though the People magazine quote was completely faked, as shown by Snopes. Um, when it comes to certain things, they they do get some things right. Um, <laughs> uh, I still hold to the very notion that Trump's candidacy I don't take seriously. Um, if you listen carefully to what he says, you'll have an idea of what he's actually trying to do. Um, don't be surprised if at the end of it, a new book comes out as a result of this. Um, just sort of like the business deal started coming out after the whole Obama certificate thing, which which I won't get into at the moment. He, he jumped on board and it kind of, and right as he did that, the whole birther movement kind of fizzled out 
kind of noticed that. That was funny. He's not a real politician. He's just currently playing one on television and upsetting quite a few people in the process who are too used to having their way. So it's it's basically yeah, it's basically a train wreck. That that group of people is growing day by day of the people that he's pissing off anyway. Um, GOP I have multiple friends that had, that were originally trying to support him in the campaign, and then now they're turning around, going, "Oh, I don't think I want him for a president. I think it'd be horrible." It's like, well, why did you think it'd be a good idea in the first place? <laughs> yeah, we we want we want an outsider, but um, if I were to go for a businessman for president, it would probably be more likely Robert T. Kiyosaki above him because Kiyosaki, yeah, he was involved in multi-level marketing type stuff, but he seems to at least have more of a clue of various politics and things like that than Trump does. A political, politically involved friend of mine basically told me he has no clue whatsoever. And both him and Carson are now figuring out that uh, there are certain people who like that gravy train and they see it endangered. Um, and because of the last two years that that it became that was a spectacle of sorts, um, they're going to do everything they can to see that their chosen one, whoever it happens to be, gets the nomination, not anybody else. And that's, it's an unfortunate reality. So this cracked article, um, six famous unsolved mysteries that, well, actually were solved, as, as their headline is, six famous unsolved mysteries, parentheses, that have totally been solved. Um, kind of reminds me of the whole part of we can't just blame rumors on one piece of technology or another. People have been prone to gossip, storytelling, all throughout the ages. Um, but what was what? first of all, what was your favorite story out of all of that? The well, entire my, uh, I'd have to pick two. I, I can't just pick one. Okay, uh, and the reason behind that is because of both of them are related to ancient history, uh, and that's that was the thing that I was always fascinated about. And I, for those of you that have listened to the podcast before, I may or may not have talked about um, uh, history buff, and I wanted to be a history teacher and stuff like that. Um, but uh, two of their topics, one of them talks about. Uh, the lost city of Atlantis. And then the other one is the, the construction of the uh, pyramids, Stonehenge, and then other um, similar large uh, constructions that baffle architects and everything else this day in how it was constructed. Um, primarily the second one more so than the Atlantis one, but it still fascinates me. Well, and the Atlantis one, I I like that one as well. 
and of course the Anastasia one. I I remember being in uh, one of Doctor Leonard's classes at UCM, and the the one 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 of the things he did say was, you know, we've well, you know, contrary to popular belief, we've already we already figured out how the pyramids were built eons ago. And, and, you know, he joked about the whole Anastasia story and everything else too. <laughs> one of those classes. Um, and that kind of, you know, the whole story of allegedly, you know, s- you know, she escaped and showed up and that that's where that, the fictional story came from that, you know, bam, instant blockbuster movie and everything else. And Occam's razor seems to be the way that things were solved. Those things were actually solved. Well, they didn't find her corpse because it was a little bit further away from the rest of the family (laughs) of the one who allegedly was. Uh, Amelia Earhart um, did that whole flying thing, got lost, and turned out, well, remnants of her plane were found on an island. Um, and bam, she, she was pretty much dead. She crashed and probably died, <laughs> starved to death, something. But, well, that may have found a skeleton, I think, leaning up against a nearby tree next to the wreckage, close to the wreckage anyway. So that, that so go figure, um, mystery solved, she, she crashed the plane and died. Um, there's also the ghost ship Mary Celeste, which... 1872 spotted off the Azores in the Atlantic completely intact and undisturbed aside from its missing crew. Not a single person alive or dead or undead could be found despite everyone's personal belongings still sitting undisturbed where they had been left. Oh, um, Basically, you know, inspiring other things like the Bermuda Triangle, you know, mystery. So, you know, and of course, Cracked, being the sarcastic site they are, asks how did everyone just vanish? Was it ghosts? Was it aliens? Sea monsters? Dimensional vortex? And according to the History Channel, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But the... Well, and the problem with the History Channel is that they, they, they take a lot of these things and uh, ask these questions. Sometimes it's it's about something that has not been researched very much, so then they have the credibility to go and ask the question. But other times they stick their foot in the mouth. Uh, and for instance, like this, and so they just stir this giant pot of what actually happened to the, the crew of this ship. And Cracked goes on to basically tell say that 
there, uh, the cargo, there were 1,701 barrels of alcohol, but nine were empty, <laughs> which means that most likely the, the immediate thought that most people would probably have is that, okay, they got really drunk and then they jumped off ship or something. Or the, the ship wrecked or something, but the ship is intact. So that that, that idea is thrown out. Um, but it actually goes down to further explain how the nine barrels of alcohol ca- caused a some sort of uh, sudden explosion. Uh, it was broken down by a chemistry professor from U- University College in London. And uh, they went and created a replica of it. And just like Tom was just saying earlier, this is cracked. So they're, they're making it hilarious. Um, they created a replica just so they could blow the shit up again. <laughs> uh, by simulating a leak of the, the nine bar- barrels of alcohol that were empty. And basically found a, an explosion that's similar to an implant explosion without the suction and um, drawing in of all the energy before it gets released. It's just, it was just a pressure wave. So immediate blast of tons of pressure, um, no flames, no flame damage, um, nothing left behind, but literally air. <laughs> so that, that one was pretty interesting in, in how they broke it down. It basically a freak accident caused most of them to flee, and um, they probably died of starvation, dehydration, and and the ship just you know through through uh, coincidence the ship just floated to the next island. Or ne- they might have, they might have survived, or they might have not. But there's no there's nothing to say whether they did or not. And so that 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 alone is just like oh my god. Atlantis is one of my Atlantis. So many fictional stories of it came out. Um, Plato pulled it out of his ass when discussing, you know, <laughs> philosophy. It was a thought experiment, mental gymnastics, if you will. He also he also. Did he not also come up with the idea of utopia basically being a theoretical thing? I think so. And this, it may be connected to his um, construction of the idea of Atlantis. Um, and I do remember watching some History Channel specials on this. And there's not there's not any proof to say that there wasn't some sort of advanced civilization before modern civilization. So you, you can't prove or disprove that there was something there. The, in this case, for a sunken city of Atlantis, there's no way that a city could have sunk underwater. Um, based on current knowledge of the theory of plate tectonics, which is basically how the different plates on the Earth shift and move around, which formed of the continents that we have today from a major supercontinent called Pangea. Um, it also is what forms mountain ranges, volcanoes, and other magnificent um, uh, things in nature. Um, but 
this was something that he just basically dreamed up. Like you smoke a little bit and too much of a piece of pipe. And uh, he's like, Oh, this sounds like a really good idea. Let's, let's put this into my paper. And it's just, and of course the only source that we had for this was Plato. <laughs> There's no other sources. There's, it's not mentioned anywhere else unless it's being referred to Plato. So there's no historic documents. There's nothing. It's just his stories and his philosophical ideas. And like I was saying earlier, it probably very well could be related to the, the idea of a utopian society. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it is supposed to be, some sort of utopian society where uh, technology was so advanced and social ideas were um, just far beyond what we would consider the norm nowadays and perfect, which is what a utopia, utopian society is supposed to be, is ideal. The, the mysterious uh, Tunguska explosion, which, which, you know, happened above, you know, Siberia with, Witnesses for us uh, as Great Britain that they basically the skies lit up. Um, a lot, a lot of hypotheses that surrounded it. Um, things like uh, meteorites, natural gas, natural H bomb explosion, antimatter, black holes, aliens. Of course, there, there's there there. Um, Sarcasm again, blaming it on Tesla. <laughs> but um, hundred years it took to kind of have a better idea of what might have happened. But Cornell University um, basically noticed—I um, can't even pronounce that word—but type of clouds which are like plumes of cigarette smoke that a comet would puff out after a while we can play hot and cold with mother earth. I think it's pronounced not not to loosen. And they they basically realized this after watching a space shuttle launch create the exact same effect. And they're only produced. These clouds are only produced by comets and space shuttles. And it's basically narrowed things down for something that occurred in 1908. Um, let's see. Basically a 5.0 on the Richter scale, blah, blah, blah. So it was just natural elements that colliding with each other that, boom, It, it looked brilliant and everything else, but it, but it was just like it looked spectacular in the sky. But how it happened was well mundane. <laughs> but of course, Stonehenge pyramids, ancient people moving huge stones. A lot of it was physics. Yeah, this is the one that, like, 
the History Channel and a lot of other sites really just like to beat to death because I, I, I did study a lot of this from high school and just from me loving um, history. Uh, now, for Stonehenge, it's a little less documented because there's nothing documented for that structure per se, but for the pyramids, there was actually documents and uh, writings to show uh, not necessarily blueprints, but specifications on how it was built um, through hieroglyphics written on nearby buildings and inside the pyramids and stuff like that to say how they were built. And it wasn't tons of slaves. Now, some of them were probably Jewish. They were probably also uh, Nubian, which from southern, uh, farther south in Africa, that could have also been um, uh, Hittites. Um, that I would have to look up for sure. But they weren't they weren't slaves. If anything, they were more similar to adventurous servants. But they were still paid, and they were highly, highly skilled workers. In the case of uh, the Egyptian pyramids, anyway, um, and. The correct article goes on to say basically that the the shape of the pyramid itself is what um, helps uh, in terms of its construction. Since a pyramid is naturally, in a, you guys obviously know what a pyramid looks like. It's uh, four panes of a triangle attached to a square for a base. And, um, you can easily use ramps to get up a pyramid based on the way the shape is. And that's the easiest way to move uh, giant logs or blocks and stuff like that. You can roll over them using logs, which reduces a lot of the amount of the friction that's needed. And you can use teams of like, they, I think they use like teams of four or six people to pull a giant stone up for the limestone slabs that are underneath. Uh, let me see. I think the limestone, limestone slabs actually line the, uh, outside of the pyramid and then it's, uh, sandstone and some other things that are uh, the main part of the structure. Um, but in terms of Stonehenge, uh, some random guy decided to go and, oh, well, I'm going to see if I can do this. So he just basically used some simple physics and um, uh, with basic idea behind like uh, simple machines and stuff like that and using leverage and built his own Stonehenge, which wasn't similar to, wasn't as similar to actual Stonehenge, but he proved the fact that one man can do it. And it, he wasn't like the Incredible Hulk or anything, which is what they're saying. They have a picture of the Hulk in here. But it's, it's he was just an average guy using you know, levers and pulleys and stuff like that to intelligently move large stones. And... We tend to underestimate the potential of humanity and what they can accomplish um, when there's enough ingenuity and in some cases enough numbers of people to do stuff. And like, there's no way we could have pulled this off only to find out later that, you know, things like lobotomies and other so-called modern medical procedures were actually practiced during ancient times as well. So, um, um, it's you know we you know it's it's just more fantastic to create uh 
entertaining stories like with uh, Anastasia, which, which, you know, it's, it's hilarious. Why can't we, why couldn't we find the so-called princess's corpse? Well, because it happened to be a little bit further away from the rest of the family's corpses (laughs) and the cold war kind of prevented an investigation anyway. So, things tend to get overlooked by uh, modern society Um, and in the case of this list I guess fairly obvious or could be fairly your background and how much specific topics but the media usually tends to throw people off in the case of like the history channel or for um, uh, for Amelia Earhart, since she was missing, it's easy to just drum up. Oh, she flew the building. She flew the plane intentionally into a building to kill herself. No, <laughs> I mean I'm not sure exactly when the remains were found, but they found the plane and they found um, some of her remains left on an island. Uh, and then in terms of Anastasia, since most of the family was right here, they assumed, oh, she's got to either be right here or maybe she made it. Maybe she didn't die. No, she died. <laughs> the remains were just over there, not right here with everybody else. And, and you know, you, you're talking about media, media kind of manipulating things, um, you know, the Spanish-American War came about as – you know, a result of exaggeration on the part of newspapers. Um, you know, you know those who were you know painting pictures to be sent back to the newspapers were told, you know, you provide the pictures, I'll provide the war, and that sort of thing, and kind of influencing that. Um, you know, we've told each other stories uh, over and over again. You know, partially to entertain, partially to influence, and uh, you know it, it and cracked in its snarky ways. You know, kind of ruining some mysteries and things like that. But um, I—that's part of the reason why I like like that because. We like to blame a lot of modern more modern things of the time on some of the reasons why rumors and fear and all that pops up, um, when really we should just be blaming ourselves in the first place. <laughs> it's, it's, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, the, problem, the only problem that I can have with that is that I agree with it and agree with the previous point, too, because, yes as a human being or as human beings were driven by multiple uh, stimulus or emotions or something going on in your life or um, life or death situations. I mean, you name it, there's something that's driving whatever action that's being performed by that particular individual. 
modern society, when it comes to the media, half the time it's biased. So take CNN, for example. The most... The, the, the first round of debates for both the Democratic and Republican side, on, on the Democratic side, they said that Hillary won by a landslide. And then that Martin, Martin O'Malley wasn't even involved. When Martin O'Malley said of his own share of things, granted he hasn't received hardly any media attention, honestly, I didn't even know who he was before watching the debate. <laughs> But they pretty much wrote off that Bernie Sanders practically wasn't there, too. And and Jim Webb looked like he didn't even want to be there. He looked like a sourpuss. And and he kept pointing out that, you know, this candidate or that candidate had all the – got this much time to speak. Uh, He's going to finish what he was saying. (laughs) You know, I'm like, like. God, what the hell? <laughs> the well, other po- you, can, you can also say the same thing about Fox News. <laughs> I mean, that's that's I guess if anything a stereotype, but every everybody knows that Fox News is uh, supported by the the right side, and that CNN, at least as of late, has been pushed by the left side. And, and the funny thing is, it used to be MSNBC versus Fox, and, <laughs> and and everything else, and and like I said, we we t- and it it boggles my mind because you know, it, on the one hand, you have people pretending to play neutral when they're not. <laughs> And on the other hand, you have people who, and I and I, I respect the idea of journalism, but there's a reason I don't call myself a journalist because I figured out a long time ago that you can't entirely get rid of bias, even when, even during an age when newspapers were let, let's just say spicier than they are now, where where you had you know muckrakers and, of course you know. Policies actually influenced by them. Um, an eighth grade education meant more back then than it does now. Um, you take an eighth, you take an eighth grade, any eighth grade test during the early nineteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, you would have difficulty passing it today. Um, it was a lot more difficult. It, it was things were done a little bit differently. Um, not saying current standards are bad, evil, or wrong, but it is what it is. And I feel that people were more willing to think for themselves to a degree. Um, nowadays, we appeal too much to, well, authority. Well, the New York Times has existed for a long time. Why why aren't why can't we see them as more authoritative? Well, because they investigated one of their own, discovered he plagiarized and made up a lot of stuff. Um, you know, and and I don't see it as we are watchers. We can we can only record but never interfere. This is not Highlander. <laughs> 
Yeah, yes, I was one of those ones that watched Highlander. <laughs> Thanks. I unfortunately was not, so or maybe fortunately, I don't know. I have no um, basis of understanding for it. <laughs> um, it's actually um, the movie's pretty cool. Um, the TV series pretty interesting. Um, Highlander Endgame kind of ties it all together and kind of brings it to a close. But it's it was, but it's it's a good series if you have a Netflix account. I don't know if Highlander is on there or not, but if it is on that or Hulu, you might check it out. Um, of course, I grew up grew up watching uh, awful shows like The Renegade with Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> Were were the only reason only reason it got any audience was because you know the dude had long hair and a ponytail and he had his shirt off and he could do martial arts kicks <laughs> and women had to have loved him or something I don't know but um, it's a recipe for success right there <laughs> yeah shirtless man with a ponytail Fabio <laughs> yeah pretty much and and the villain of course oh uh, he was the one of the big main villains throughout the entire series he played the part really well you know it, you know b-rated exaggeration yes but the, the, that guy was just a dick <laughs> to put it lightly he he just played that part to a t but uh, but yeah, it just that the article just kind of reminds me of all all of that, and and also reminds me of how how easy it is to ruin people's childhoods. It's sort of like also sort of like saying, you know, Santa Claus is not real, or you find out something interesting like Coca Cola is the company to thank for the modern incarnation of Santa Claus, <laughs> which is. Which was pretty cool. Um, I could see where the influence could come from that because um, if you, if you go by uh, what is it, the German and Russian, the German and Russian origin of Saint Nicholas, it was much different, much much different. <laughs> saint Nicholas was the patron saint of reformed prostitutes. Etc. Etc. Among many other things, my roommate jokes. He was the original pimp. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but yeah, it, it's it, th- things that boggle your mind. Um, but I, but I will say, cracked is hilarious. Of course, they have things that. You know, I don't always agree with, but that's fine. Um, nobody's perfect. Um, you you said you saw something funny today that kind of kind of reminds you of how how people are still influenced by you know mass media. That, that meme that I was telling you about. Yeah, Maddox. Um, in the comments. Oh, Maddox. Yeah. In the <laughs> comments of that image. Um, First of all, the the image in question was uh, it, it's related to Star Wars, so called 
controversy or non-controversy, depending on how you look at it, regarding Star Wars, which, which you pointed out, it's we're, we're coming upon an election, an election year, so um, <laughs> this should it shouldn't be too surprising. <laughs> the the because he he showed this on Facebook as well, and and I I piped in, and that is why I'm a libertarian, but. Let me see. I'm going to pop this up on the Chromebook here and log back in because it doesn't want to save my credentials, though. That might be a good idea anyway. But he he showed an image of two stories, one from one. One, uh, tonight is the Republican debate. What's on your mind? not the Republican debate. Um, Yeah, I I love that. Um, Here, the image on the top says, liberal nut job says Star Wars movie is racist for insane reason. Conservative tells Fox Darth Vader is black because it's in the Bible and Jesus talks about it. <laughs> what yeah. what Maddox said is that these two stories appeared back to back in my newsfeed, and they perfectly illustrate why both sides of the political spectrum are stupid. I've been called a conservative and a liberal, but this is why I am and always will be proudly unaffiliated. <laughs> and and that and in the comments. Okay. Okay. In the comments um, is where he he posts to kind of an older piece saying, "Looking for a safe stance on abortion? Me neither." <laughs> and, and, and it's a uh, it the the it's called the Regressive Party with the with the um, the a, don, a T-Rex fossilized T-Rex head top right top of it red bottom of it blue with three white stars in the center on the bottom and one of his big things is is um, I'm tired of political candidates pussyfooting delicately around the issue of abortion every time I turn on the TV there's always some group of hippies protesting for choice or for life each group pisses the other off, and no candidate will take a strong enough stance on the issue of abortion. So I've decided to form a political party of my own, the Regression Party. I have a different stance on abortion. I'm against abortion, but for killing babies. <laughs> that way everyone loses, and I win. I'm neither pro-choice nor pro-life. I'm pro-you shutting the hell up. The only way I'd be pro-choice is if it meant I could choose which babies I could abort, only then, if I could lift the age restriction to 80. I was at this mall the other day watching some shitty documentary when I came out of the theater and saw old people dancing to country music in the courtyard. I couldn't remember the last time I saw a group of people begging this hard to be aborted. (laughs) It gets better. Here's where I stand on other issues. No protests. Under my government, there will be no assembly, peaceful or otherwise. And his graphic 
sarcastic graphic being civil disobedience is still disobedience. Why does everyone always sing the praises of civil disobedience? What good did it do for Gandhi? He's dead. What the hell is civil disobedience anyway? You can add the word civil to any crime. And yes, protesting is a crime where I will be, or will be if I'm elected in office. And suddenly it has a positive <laughs> connotation. What next? Civil first degree felony with aggravated assault? <laughs> What's worse is that these black, Blackfoot stink up the streets with their VW bugs and harass the officers just trying to crack some skull, which leads me to my next point. No more police. Police officers will be replaced with a strike force with the ability to tap into your phone conversations, spy on your internet connection, arrest you for no reason or any reason at all, and interrogate you behind closed doors during secret hearings. It'll be awesome, and if anyone complains, they will be labeled unpatriotic. Beauty of it is that people won't protest because protesters will be victims of police brutality. The reason I say victims is because the punishment for the crime of brutalizing police would be murder. It's the criminals who need to be brutalized, not the police. Of course, he goes on to mention vampire hunting will be a government-sanctioned profession, (laughs) saying he can't stand them and people who claim to be them. If they are real vampires, then there should be real vampire hunters. I don't have a beef with Mr. Tapies because I believe, I think we can all agree that impaling 20,000 people on stakes as a negotiating tactic is sufficiently awesome. What I have a problem with are these 14-year-old losers who hang out at raves wearing prosthetic fangs, listening to obnoxious, happy, hardcore dancing with giant platform shoes, courtesy of Hot Topic, because all vampires shop at trendy clothing stores for their prepackaged subculture needs. <laughs> oh, God. When they're not busy doing the dishes for their allowance. They're out doing evil things like smoking, staying up past curfew, or reading books on the occult Barnes & Noble. They join little sang Grenarian clubs, and they change the names to something adequately evil like Raven, Ivy, or Memnock. (laughs) And basically, it it, it kind of illustrates how ridiculous uh, that scene has gotten. Well, I think that's the, the primary goal that Maddox really ever has. Of course, he's pissing people off, but that's just what he does. There's always at least a little bit of truth behind the statements, which <laughs> and, and if, I don't know. You still have to take it with a grain of salt, I guess. Um, if something becomes overly popular toward people bug him about it, toward it annoys him, he will piss all over it just to piss <laughs> you off. Um the film Loose Change is a prominent example of that. Um, he came up with a um, satire called Loose Coins, which was funny um, in retrospect. And people took him way too seriously. Um, people, things that people blindly jump onto and cling onto, it annoys the hell out of him. And one of the people who commented on the Facebook, his Facebook page, who were like, you sound libertarian. Um, he's not libertarian considering the fact that he supported Ross Perot in the mid nineties and pro pro's stance of reduced spending 
and increasing taxation to take care of the national debt is not exactly a libertarian ideal. Um, it because, because there's somewhat of a fiscal conservative policy, but libertarians are kind of, let's just say, allergic to the idea of tax increases. They don't like the idea of increasing taxes. Um, but he also doesn't like blindly jumping into one group or another. And frankly, I don't blame him because <laughs> that, that kind of just irritates a lot of people. And I think, I think my comment is still there. And that is why I am libertarian. Um, but it's, but, but the whole regressive party thing is funny as well. Um, <laughs> we went from we went from the cracked article to discussing politics. Um, it, it's been kind of a fun episode, and like I said, what's on my mind? Not not the Republican debates because um, they, they're still going to try to push Jeb. Bush down everybody's throats at the end of the day. <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Um, I guess some part of me wants to see it just to see what's going to happen and see if somebody's actually going to step up and actually talk about what's going on rather than Obama is not from America. He, he wasn't born in America. He shouldn't be president. Okay. <laughs> Like we haven't heard this eight years ago. Shut the fuck up and actually talk about something important. <laughs> and, and my response to that is, um, it, it's just it it irritates me that people go on and on about it because I'm like, first of all, for argument's sake, let's say that this is true. Um. Um, <clears throat> let's say let's say he's not from here, or that he gave up his citizenship. The last several administrations have been breaking and violating the Constitution blatantly. Do you think one more would probably be that big of a deal? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, considering the fact that okay, maybe he was born outside of the United States. Compare that to legislation that was enacted about 10, 15 years ago that authorized illegal tapping of everyone's phones. Yeah. Illegal monitoring of private traffic on the internet, which is still happening today. All courtesy of the Patriot Act, which, which going out of effect, there should be this year or very soon, or it already has. I'm not 100% sure on that. I read something on it recently. Some, some, some provisions were, were expiring, but there's still provisions that don't have sunset clauses, and a lot of that legislation was based upon legislation that was drafted in 1995. Um, so, it's... It, it it and even if there was a fake phony uh, birth certificate published on the White House website 
that had multiple layers that could be manipulated in Adobe programs. Um, if the rules were broken in the past, they're probably being broken now. Uh, we have issues with the entire system as is. And you're trying to think, oh, a president can solve all our problems. If you believe a president can solve all our problems, uh, you are part of the problem. <laughs> Very good point. I don't agree with everything John Oliver says, but he did point out something very significant. That was local races where candidates run most of the time unopposed. And he was able to predict winners because nobody opposed them. (laughs) Although, to be fair, I probably would not want to be a state legislator in Missouri. It does not pay very well. And a lot of people don't like the idea of living in Jefferson City anyway. So Um, Jefferson City is not not a nice place to live. Oh, I I take it you people that are from there usually leave. (laughs) Uh, At least all the people that I've met that grew up in Jeff City do not like Jeff City. Do not like people from Jeff City. <laughs> so, and, and the the traffic system is just all kinds of screwed up. <laughs> I, I do know there's a good uh, there's some steep hills there. Yeah, there's there's a few steep hills there. It's it's right there in the smack dab in the center of Missouri. So, um, and me being in Columbia, I'm on the north edge of it, so it's not as bad up here. But you get closer and closer to the. Uh, Missouri River starts to get a little more hilly and stuff. The farther south you go in Missouri, the worse it gets. Oh my goodness! That they, they call it the Ozark Mountains, but it's just giant hills. <laughs> That's all it is. There's no such thing as Ozark Mountains. If anything, it's a giant plateau. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I've been to Jeff City a few times throughout my life, but I was actually, I, I was actually inside there, you know inside the legislative building, per se, Capitol building, at least a couple of times. Uh, on a field trip, you know, in grade school, and then, again, in college, when, when we were trying to convince legislators to do the whole Mohila thing or whatever, which I didn't go along with that. Um, I... I I just went along just to talk to to one of the local politicians that represented district that well my mom lived in and everything else so uh that's that's kind of uh what happened there but um uh, there there was the whole debate of whether to pay off the existing debt or you know, let us borrow more money to complete the new student center that, that you know, because that student center that is at UCM's campus now used to be an old gymnasium that, and to be fair, the, the, the play, that place was falling apart. <laughs> it was pretty bad, apparently. Um, but the deba- debate was, you know, you know, should we, you know, borrow money for that or, and, and one of the local politicians was like, you know, why not just 
repurpose it toward repurpose the money towards debt relief for students or something like that. I can't remember. And of course, other 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 groups with their agendas came to try to convince politicians that their stance was was good on other issues too. But but I, I but I've been there a couple times. And yeah, Jeff said he. Oh, good God. <laughs> um, I had a friend who she worked in Jeff City, and she, she didn't. She wouldn't want to live there either. Um, it's just another friend of mine told me he could survive a night there, <laughs> and he's a party animal. Um, but there's not much places to party there. No, not really. <laughs> the only reason that they're surrounding businesses and places like that is because it is the state; it's the capital city of Missouri. So um, that's that's the capital. So there is there is a uh, university there too nearby. It's Lincoln Lincoln University. So then you got you have um, some college students, and then you got Columbia that's on the north side where I live right now. And Columbia's fairly big, so you got basically they kind of meld together and bounce back and forth. <laughs> and so, so, so you find a lot of people from Jeff City preferring to do business in Columbia or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sort of like in some, some, in some cases, some people go down to Jeff City, but it's not as not near as common as up here because here in Columbia, there's there's a Target, there's a Best Buy, there's Walmart, there's uh, shit, you name it, it's here. <laughs> there's there's even farm stores. There's there's Norselands. Um, oh, uh, that's by all kinds of stuff here in town. That is the second instance of an Orselands that I have heard of. <laughs> there, there's one in Holden. Um, <laughs> there's but, also one in uh, Sedalia. Fair enough. Okay, technically it's third time then. Third place. <laughs> like, dang. Metropolitan meets country, basically. Yeah, pretty much what Columbia is. It's a good explanation for it. Um, you know, and, and then there are other places where country meets trying to be metropolitan, but it's not really <laughs> metropolitan. Although, although Warrensburg really is trying to be, we have an IHOP now. Yay! Oh. After I leave, of course. <laughs> They're still apparently trying to get their, their act together. Um, really? Now, kind of to be expected with something like that newly opening, I'm like, I'd give it several more months before trying to go there regularly. Because one time I went, the food was good. But then again, I was with a big group of people. so, And I found out that their Wi-Fi is actually, when it's operating, it's very fast. Like, hmm. like who are they using? Are, are they using glorified you know, cellular data network or what? Because I was like, holy mackerel. I think it was over part, – pardon? It's probably charter. Charter is fairly common in Warrensburg. Because, like, 
it it was over 10 megabits per second. It was, I think it was around 20 or so. I was shocked. I was like, whoa. I think that's what I get here. Because their sign-in, their sign-in for the guest Wi-Fi, I guess it's service that's provided for other restaurants throughout the country or something like that. I have no idea. But I was like, my goodness. But but I, uh, I don't know. But yeah, we tell each other stories. We and sometimes the sometimes the true meaning of a mis- true answer to a mystery is mundane. Sometimes it's more awesome than the actual fictional stories that come out. Uh, In the case. Or or the certain barrels of alcohol that are mysteriously empty. They thought at first, maybe, was it a kager that gone wrong? No, it was just a random explosion that probably caused them to either vaporize into nothing or flee the ship and die of starvation and dehydration. Either way, they're gone. And then the ship, you know, shows up at a port and nobody's on there except for their personal belongings, all but a few barrels of alcohol missing and and their logbook. <laughs> their logbook. They're like, oh, oh my. But anyway, that that was a very very fun episode. I'm all talked out. How about you? Yeah, it's, I'd say we're probably uh, good on time now. <laughs> We've been sitting here chatting for about an hour, probably. And plus, plus, at some point, um, you you and Curtis played Fallout. Yeah, I think we need to, do need to do a follow-up on that. I was playing it earlier. I've been bouncing back between that and then the PS4 I bought the Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2 remaster for PS4, and then most recently I got an emulator for PS2 games. Running, I've been playing PS2 games with an Xbox 360 controller, so that's a weird experience. <laughs> um, I, I can only imagine. But <laughs> and and I look and I looked at the story for the original Fallout, which was very interesting. Um, that <laughs> we, we could we could actually delve into that in one podcast if you want because the the thing I like about it is that it actually pokes fun at American patriotism and uh, uh, American history in general, <laughs> and it brings about alternative history too. So, um. And my and the the night job I do starting next week, I'm going to be off on Tuesdays and Wednesdays instead of Mondays and Tuesdays. So that that could get interesting in terms of scheduling recordings and and such. But um, I, I do need to get more on it. It's just last several weeks of just blah, lazy, 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 blah, which you 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 were swamped by work, and I think. Curtis was probably focused on finals and 
By the way, Curtis, um, congratulations on doing well this semester. I, I yeah, saw. I saw. Something on that on, about that on Facebook. You did really well from what I saw. Yep. So, um, congratulations, Curtis. Good job. You earned it. Hit a home run next semester. Um, but anyway, I think I'll go ahead and end this episode. Entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Um, hopefully, we'll get to do top top uh, top moments of 2015 later before this year ends. But for now, we'll have to do that in our predictions. Oh dear God, that that'll be fun. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you all later. See you guys. <laughs>